The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, the police minister is here to talk to us. This after the deaths of five protesters during service delivery protests last week. Four protesters were killed when police opened fire with illegal rounds. In response to the deaths, the minister says among the police's 200,000 members, some find themselves in conflict with the policing regulations and policies. Echoing similar sentiments, Human Rights Watch condemned police brutality, warning that it led to a serious concern about the possibility of a breakdown of the rule of law. But are the police solely to blame, or perhaps protesters are driving law enforcement to the brink of using excessive force to subdue suspects? What do you think? We're asking you this question on the Forum and 8 this morning. Are police provoked by protesters? 34701, if you'd like to write in your SMSs, give us a call today, 0891-104-208. That number again, 0891-104-208. If you'd like to email me, amlive at safm.co.za or tweet or Facebook us, amlive on SAFM. Joining us on the line then uh, from our Hatfield studios, rather, Police Minister Natim Tetua. Police Minister, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Morning and, and morning to our listeners, sir. If, if I may start with the Human Rights uh, Watch's report, the 2014 World Report, you, you've described it, or at least the ministry's described it, as generalizing and subjective. Uh, why would such an internationally acclaimed institution fail so abysmally in, in, in your eyes, in what is their primary mandate here? Well, it can be an internationally uh, renowned uh, institution, but the fact of the matter is that uh, we, we, we've got to look into our situation uh, very closely and be able to be specific about matters. If you look at the, the number of uh, uh, protests which people have uh, embarked on over a period of time and uh, you look at uh, some of the display of excessive force, uh, you would realize that whilst one excessive uh, is one too many, uh, but I, I contend that uh, the general membership of South African Police Service are men and women uh, who, are de- who have dedicated themselves to work uh, and, and to protect the public. Of course, uh, there are those elements uh, who from time to time would crop up uh, in a society like ours, uh, not uh, in line and also in conflict. With, with the law itself and what they're supposed to do. But to give that uh, general, uh, uh, you know, uh, comment about, about this would be, uh, won't be, won't be correct. Minister, you in fact told a news conference on Friday that there's no prevalent culture of impunity within the police service. You said we're a caring government and officers are not given carte blanche to kill innocent people who protest. Why did you feel it was necessary to say that? Is it on the back of, of what Human Rights Watch has been saying and, and others who stand among your critics? Well, I was saying it because uh, it, it's a point which has to be said every time because uh, truth be told um, the police would be doomed if they do and 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 they're doomed if they don't uh, so such points have to be made uh, in accordance with dealing with specific matters where police have um, you know uh, done things outside of the prescripts of what they're supposed to do and outside of the training regime they go through so it was important for us to to make that point
Give us a call today on 0891 SMS hotline at 2 rand per SMS. Tweet or Facebook me, AM Live on SAFM. Email amlive at safm.co.za. Talking today with the Minister of Police, Nati Mtetwa. Minister, you say, you know, there's no prevalent culture of impunity. So what is the prevalent culture within the police force? And I say force because it's been militarized. It's no longer in the sense the service that it used to be. Officers are, are now akin to soldiers, some would say. So what's the prevalent culture, you think, within the police force? Well, um, any police force uh, the world over, um, the determination of whether uh, it's a it's it's a force in that sense which you are referring to, mm. or, or a service uh, is dictated to by the orientation of that particular uh, service or force. In in our situation, our orientation is still firmly uh, community policing philosophy, and that's the philosophy we we pursue from the recruitment, from the training regime, and uh, all the ethos which uh, police members are taken through. You see, the issue of whether the police are militarized or not is an academic uh, debate because if you look at the orientation, you can name your police service or management, uh, whatever, you can call them holy holy. It it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, there will be that. What you have to check that against is what is it that these members are trained to do. If you take the public order policy, uh, environment, for instance, you will realize that uh, in 2011, I, I amended, firstly, uh, I re-established the unit, public order policing, which had been discontinued for a number of, year, of mm-hmm. years before, and uh, the kind of regime which they had to go through. If you notice even the equipment you start seeing in the country now, are the kind of equipment which um, points to the fact that you are having a police service which is to protect and serve the public. Mm. You said earlier, and and I'll I'll say this again, you said that public order policing are not given carte blanche to kill innocent people who protest. Some would say by inference you're saying, so killing the guilty is okay then, Minister? Well, uh, it, it, it would be unfortunate uh, inference uh, that because the, the major thing is that people have been saying that police are, are killing people. Uh, I think it's a matter of uh, English, basically, mm-hmm. because the, the kind of training which uh, police uh, under public order, the POP, go through has nothing to do about killing people. Uh, in fact... If everything is done according to book, nobody would die. Well, shouldn't that, shouldn't that be the message then, Minister? Shouldn't the message well, be well, the public order police are not given carte well, blanche to uh, kill anyone in protest? Innocent or guilty, that's not their job to well judge granted. when they're doing their jobs. It's not their judge to judge innocence or no, guilt, no. is it? No, no, no. That That's granted. What you are saying, granted. Uh, as I say, perhaps uh, it was a matter of... Uh, semantics or how English was put there. Uh, but there is no way that... Uh, you see, I think we must make a point here uh, that um, outside of this, because if police officers are found on the wrong side of the law, uh, as we have seen, uh, there, are, there are parallel processes. Uh, it's the internal process which we were talking to uh, last week. It's another process which is a criminal process uh, from the IP, which uh, continues. Uh, 
we we must say that um, we have uh, observed uh, concerning uh, uh, you know protest which are violent in nature mm-hmm. and um, and this underlines the point of violence in our society um, and and I'm still looking forward without counterposing uh, what we are discussing mm. but I'm still looking forward to everybody including the media where they will take up the matter of brutality meted against police uh, when they go out and serve and they are called out to come and, and help the community and criminals kill them uh, that has never been an issue and it is a sore point in the sense that it negates the, the fundamental problem which South Africa must get into a dialogue with uh, or on, uh, which has to do with violence uh, prevalent in our society. I'm still interested in hearing your thoughts on this topic. 0891104208, give me a call today. SMS is 34701. It's 20 minutes after 8. I will be putting that question to the minister shortly. Are police provoked by protesters? And I'm interested in his answer on this. Give me a call today. 0891104208, SMS is, uh, are the apartheid government death squad police back into our current so-called democratic government unsigned more unsigned SMSs merge the Metro Police into the SAPs. They can fight crime better than targeting motorists and hawkers. John Mutton, it is totally unacceptable and inhumane the way police these days are killing unarmed and de- defenseless people like flies. Jack Dolo, why should our SAPS force be expected to risk their lives whenever being attacked by armed protesters? Uh, unsigned SMS, apartheid police killed our People during protests, democratic government police force is doing the same. What's the solution? Provocation can't be an excuse for police to kill people. More unsigned SMSs. Are the police still carrying the mandate they were given for the Madakana massacre? And Yan says police would always kill strikers to protect capitalists because politicians shares, uh, share in those minds. Yan writing in. Tembo Masuku is calling in. Uh, he's the independent researcher at the crime and policing issues. Mr. Masuku, good morning. Yes, good morning. So what's your take on the topic today? Uh, Well, um, my take is that um, obviously the police are facing a very difficult task um, in executing their duties. And uh, the difficult task uh, requires a a different approach. It cannot be that in a democracy um, you you get police violating the... um, the very essence of what this democracy is about, which is about uh, protecting lives. One of, the, one, of the, one of the things about our constitution is that it protects life. And um, mm. the custodians of souls... Well, I think Mr. Masuka, are you still there? Okay, I think we've lost uh, Ms. Masuko. But what I wanted to ask him is what he thinks is a prevalent culture within the police force. Uh, Natim Tetwa was saying, telling me now, the minister is saying, uh, the prevalent culture he feels within the police force is community policing. Uh, others are saying there's a, a general culture of impunity within the police force. What do you think? 34701, give us a call, 0891 We will try to get uh, Temba Masuku back on the line. Minister, I said I would ask you the question. Finally, you know, are police, you think, provoked by the protesters in these clashes uh, between protesters and police at service delivery protests, at mining protests and the others? Let me... Uh, Start where Temba Masugu had left off. Uh, the police, I mean, policing in South Africa is a difficult job. 
precisely because of the environment and uh, how things happen. It's not easy for police. Um, to answer your question, there wouldn't be a uh, cut and dry answer to that because, you see, each each uh, uh, event and incident has to be looked into uh, on its own merit. Uh, but even if uh, police are provoked, because that happens the world over, uh, police get provoked uh, sometimes and... Um, in some instances, uh, you know, they know that uh, they are between life and death when they are protests, which is not necessarily the prevalent uh, uh, occurrence uh, in other parts of the world, as it were. So I, I, I really can't give you a straight answer except to say that we are continuously ensuring that the kind of, the cadre of COP we have, is the cadre of COP which understand uh, the duty uh, which they have, particularly uh, on the philosophy of community policing uh, in our country, and continuing to be serving and protecting the public. Well, the Fallen Commission of Inquiry heard last year that striking mine workers were taunted by police officers uh, in the days leading up to the Marikana shooting on the 16th of August. Brigadier Adrian Khalid's uh, briefing uh, those at the Fallen Commission says uh, that, they, that protesters had plans to provoke them and that the protesters had invited the media to see how the police have treated them. So is there any validation or, or is there any truth to the, to the assertion that police are provoked by protesters? You can give us a call today, 0891-104-208. Kaya has called in from Hofmeyer saying police are provoked. Kaya, good morning. Hi, hi, Jason. Good morning. Good morning to the minister as well. Morning, Kaya. My name is Kaya. I'm calling from the, from Hofmeyer, Chris and Regine. Uh, minister, I've got two points to quickly to make here. Mm-hmm. One is that there are indeed police that are not able to do their work, but majority of times the police are trying their level best to do their job. I will cite one example, Minister. When police are, are managing a protest match, police are being provoked into a corner in such a manner that little ones are provoking police by throwing stones at police just standing there, making sure that there is order in that particular protest match. The second aspect is that why is it that the people of South Africa, when they are protesting peacefully, they will carry uh, dangerous weapons, uh, intimidating people who are not on the protest march, people who are not even closer to the march. What do the police have to do in, in those situations? They've got to protect the citizens of this country. That's where this issue of brutality is being exaggerated. It's not because police have just went through to the people and killed them. It's because people are going to the police. If, if, you, if you deal with the police, you're actually dealing with the country. I wanted to make that point. The police are, mm-hmm. are doing a good job, and the minister must make sure that those that are bad are taken out of the service altogether. Kaya. Thanks for Thank your you. call there. Kaya and Hafmeh, if you'd like to call back, 0891-104-28. Tembo Masuko is back on the line. Tembo, uh, we cut you off there. You were saying there's a different approach that we need from the police. So what do you mean? Yes, absolutely. I was saying that um, given the difficulties the police uh, have in in, uh, in, um, in policing uh, violent, often violent uh, protest matches, requires a different kind of approach, an approach that um, uh, maintains the mandate, which is which is policing, but at the same time respect um, a democratic right and uh, and, and and especially uh, respect um, the right to the right to life. What we have seen um, demonstrate 
um, to, 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 to a large extent, um, one would say the unreadiness of policing to, uh, to police in an environment that, that when they are provoked, then they react in a manner mm-hmm. that violates everything that they've been trained. So um, it requires almost like a trade of police, which also that, that, that will start to talk to issues of uh, recruitment and issues of, of issues of training, but also the issues of resourcing. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, uh, half the time uh, when um, a policing violent protest, um, half the time they are actually armed, and if they don't have non-lethal, non-lethal or, or less lethal are things to you. So the only thing that they revert to um, is, uh, is, is a firearm that they're carrying mm. or is, is a rubber bullet uh, canister that they're carrying. They, they, so in terms of resourcing, we are unable to, in most cases, to engage protesters using less little means because they are not carrying any of those. Um, unless maybe if, um, uh, specialized units from public order policing. Um, but if you only have those... Uh, Everywhere. I mean, there's a special act in it that you don't find everywhere. So for me, that is that is that that, that is a challenge, uh, a different kind of policing that he realizes or that has been inculcated um, into this thing that about South Africa, which is a respect for life, respect for democ- for, for, for for right of protest to, to, to march, but also maintaining the integrity of policing. Temba Masuka, thanks for joining us there. Temba Masuka is an independent researcher on crime and policing issues who gave us a call this morning. So we will be responding to that. Uh, Kaya, of course, saying, well, there are children in protest who hurl stones at the police, so perhaps provoking them to respond. But Temba Masuka is saying that we need a different approach in South Africa. Well, police officers are not always provoked into attacking, but they just don't have any options to use minimum force. Where are the non-lethal weapons? Is that message of minimum force, one that's repeated among the police service, is there a culture of community policing that's being built into the police service, or is it the culture of impunity where police officers shooting protesters innocently? So, as some uh, witnesses tell us, we'll talk about those incidents and the examples uh, that have come up, Andres Tatane, but more recently in Motla Klung, where uh, in the northwest, Police illegally used 12-gauge shotgun ammunition against protesters, allegedly killing four people. They weren't supposed to use these rounds. Why were they able to have access to it? Once again, the question of resources and non-lethal weapons. Where are they and are they at the disposal of police so that they can use minimum force? We'll get into that conversation about minimum force with the uh, police's minister, Natim Tetwa, as we ask him, are police provoked by protesters? You can give us a call. It's exactly 8.30 now. Time for news headlines. Here's Rebecca Shinichetti. Approaching 27 minutes to 9. Morning talk coming up with Rowena Bird. She's on the line now. Rowena, what's on the show today? Good morning. I think we're having a problem with her line. We'll come back to it. But uh, do stay tuned. Rowena Bird is uh, coming up with Morning Talk at 9 o'clock. Bang, bang, cricket. It's party time, South Africa. It's the Ram Slam T20 Challenge. Catch the triple header on the 5th of January when the Sunfoil Dolphins take on the Unlimited Titans. Followed by the Fist Hub Hype of Lions who will slug it out against the Chevrolet Warriors. And finally, the National Mobile Cape Corpus do battle with the Chevrolet Knights, Sahara Park Newlands. Tickets are available at ticketpros.co.za. Select and post net outlets all at the stadium. Ram Slam T20 Challenge. It's bang, bang, cricket. Don't 
message. My name is Anele and I vote because I want to be heard. Hi, I'm Sashi Naidu and I vote because I'm proud of my freedom. I'm Joey Razin. I'm voting because South Africa is the best country in the entire world. Hi, I'm Lira and I vote because my vote is my voice. Nice. <laughs> Your last chance to register to vote is on 8 and 9 February. Call 0800 11 8000 or visit elections.org.za for more information. IEC. I vote South Africa. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 25 minutes to 9, talking about uh, what the Minister of Police, Nati Ntetwa, refers to as a world-renowned public order policing service in South Africa. But people are dying in protests. What is the cause of that? And is it because protesters are provoking the police into action? And then what sort of uh, remedies and tools do the police have at their disposal to respond to people who do provoke them? And the Minister did say this morning, it has to be judged on, a, on an incident-by-incident incident basis. In some cases, yes, the police are being provoked. Well, Minister, I'd like to deal more with this issue of what CSVR has been saying. The Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation wrote last year, uh, after the death of Andrei Stetane, that there's still no sense among senior leadership of SAPS that they're actually fully committed to the principles of minimum force and proportionality with police members are supposed to uphold, but they're not upholding, it says. And, and where is that message of minimum force within the police service? Well, it's there. Uh, <coughs> it's there because it means uh, they, they are selective in, in uh, observing what is happening in the police. As I said to you, if you look today uh, in our country, you see a lot of equipment uh, which uh, has not been uh, to the uh, fore, which uh, speaks to this uh, minimum application of force. Uh, the uh, water tankers you see, the kind of uh, tear gas and all those things. These are things uh, which are there and uh, we continue to, uh, to, to, to invest in that precisely because you would understand that this unit in the police, uh, over a period of time, it uh, had been uh, discontinued for years. We re-established it in, in, in 2011 mm-hmm. and when we did that, we put down the regime which speaks to precisely the point we are talking about. So, Minister, you've managed to bring in more resources, non-lethal weapons. You talk about water cannons. Where were those during Motutlung protests in Northwest? Uh, when, when people were shot by police officers using 12-gauge shotgun ammunition, which you admit was discontinued in 2006, how, how did they get access to that First, and not to the resources yes. that you say you're making available? No, it's, it's not about that. Uh, the, the things I'm talking about, people of Mututlung will tell you that uh, they were used, whether they're talking of stun grenades, whether they're talking of uh, what is referred to as tear gas, and those things were used. The issue is that it's not police who uh, use the discontinued uh, um, uh, rounds. It's a police officer who, when they were given uh, the equipment for the day, had his own thing in his own pocket and by his admission. So I I think I need to make that point. Well, you'd like us to believe that it was just one officer. Yes. There were six that were disciplined uh, within the police service, 14 in total that were identified. Well, uh, 14 in total because uh, there are other matters uh, to that, uh, issues. When we say the prescripts were not followed, it's a whole host of things, starting from the commander, there is something, starting from the recording, because part of 
this uh, approach of ensuring minimum force is to ensure that every public protest is recorded and we have that equipment and so on and if people don't use it for whatever reason uh, they would be part and parcel of the entire discipline uh, which has to be done uh, even to the person who uh, pulled the, the trigger as it were with the, uh, the discontinued uh, round. So for those trigger happy officers, why is the message of minimum force escaping them within the police service? Uh, isn't it repeated often enough by the commanders to these officers before every and each operation before being deployed in Marikana to Motoklong? Last year we had 13,000 public protests and I think uh, the context will always be important so that when we talk we move from that point and within that you had 1,882 which were violent and the rest uh, happened as they, they, they including the violent ones uh, maybe two or three of them where there's been problems of certain officers in a huge organization like South African Police Service with uh, 200,000 uh, odd members, there, there, there would be elements who would do things they are not trained to do. Because if we, we look, for instance, an issue of training has been raised here. If you look at uh, how our police officers are trained, particularly this unit, I have said even last week that we, we have benchmarked ourselves with the best in the world. And in fact, those police forces the world over have commented with the methods we are using in training our police officers. So the issue here is not necessarily about training. Sometimes you would have breakdown in communication, in, in command and control. Sometimes you'll have people who are going astray from what they are supposed to do. But generally, I must emphasize the point which was made by Kaya, that the majority of police officers are men and women who go out to serve and protect people in this country. The minister would like you to believe they're the best in the world. What do you think? 34701, if you'd like to SMS us, give us a call 0891104208. The Institute for Security Studies saying cases of alleged police brutality increasing 313% in 10 years from 2001. How do we explain that? And how do we explain the killing of protesters uh, this past week? 34701, if you'd like to SMS us, 0891104208. Let's take Mpoh, who's called in from Pretoria. Good morning, Mpoh. Good morning, and good morning to the Minister. Morning, Paul. Uh, you know, Minister, I've got the greatest respect for you and your office, uh, but uh, you know that um, when things are wrong, we have to raise them. Mm. And I think this morning, and we need to really say to the public together that uh, the police, regardless of them being provoked by the public, the police have got a constitutional obligation to ensure that those people who have the right to assemble and demonstrate, those people are being given that uh, space to do so. It means that our public order policing should be in a very good uh, standing to be able to deal with those issues. That is one thing. The second thing, Minister, is the issue of the motto too. Uh, I think the, the presenter asked the question. He said, where were all these water tanks and all that? The stun grenades and the the, well, the stun grenades and other equipment which have been used, you will realize that they are personal equipment that which 
are always carried by an individual. But uh, the issues of water tanks, um, and it's the vehicles that are moved in when that protest has been properly planned. And I want to go back to a statement. On the 26th of March, 2012, you went public and you said there is a laxing command and control. And I want to come back to this issue and say our members are left leaderless. Our members are left to fend for themselves. And at the end of the day, our members are being used as scapegoats. Thanks for your call. I, we'll have to leave it there with you. A lot more callers coming through, and I do want to read some SMSs as well. But, in Paul, we get the gist of your concern there. Thank you very much for our call. Ben in Cape Town says, uh, the state becomes illegitimate when its police kill people for demanding working water. JP, please keep in mind that protesters are great actors in front of TV cameras. Misbehaving people are looking for trouble, and also the criminals amongst them. Uh, people don't respect police jobs and rights are more are higher than expectations unsigned. Justin Pretoria police always kill suspects and claim that suspects shot at them first but no casualties or injuries on the police side. Something's wrong here. Mbuso and Rustenberg, what I fail to understand is that the police act humanely and with decency when the person in the wrong is white but with blacks even when opening a case one feels like a victim. In the northwest at Rustenburg, it's the norm to treat blacks with indignity even for petty cases. The minister is being protective, says Mbuso at Rustenburg. Minister, would you like to respond to some of that? And I think Mpo's concern about the leaderless structures within the police service, the fact that the, the call for minimum, uh, for, for, for minimum force is, is falling on deaf ears because the police service lacks a leadership that's accountable and, and de- decisive. No, not necessarily. Uh, firstly, the, the Mututlung uh, protest was not a legal protest. And and I think uh, this point must be made because for proper preparations of police and all the necessary equipment, people have to follow the law. And uh, I, I must say that, uh, you see, the, if, if we don't make that point, that people have a right, as Mpo is saying, uh, to, to protest, to demonstrate, and police have a constitutional obligation to ensure that people protest and they are escorted, they are uh, washed, um, and nothing happens to them, all of us have to play a role. Because if you are going to have all these illegal protests and you turn a blind eye on that and, 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 and only want to blame police if there is something wrong which has happened, it is wrong. It's not going to help us move forward as a society. The issue of uh, the specific matters of people carrying weapons, when in fact the Constitution and the Act, which has, you know, came into e- which came into effect on the second of January this year, I think that the such points must be made, because when it comes to police and 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 people who. Uh, are in conflict with the law and in conflict with the, what they've been trained to do. There hasn't been a situation where we turn a blind eye. But I'm saying as society, let us be fair. Let us treat these matters where people just do things, uh, go to strike, and, 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 and actually defy. In, in that sense, creating a situation where confrontation has to happen because police have an obligation to disarm people when they are armed and carrying 
dangerous weapons based on the act. So I'm saying the equation, this thing must be put in, must be put into equation so that uh, we all talk from one point uh, where there are weaknesses. I'll tell you where the weaknesses are from the point of view of public order policy. I've spoken about training, but uh, as I said, that we re-established public policy, uh, public order policy in, in, in 2011. And in that, we are still building this particular unit because the, the, the police work is vast. Fighting crime and, and, and different types of crimes are so vast that this forms one part to that. And, and not all police officers would be part of public order policing. So we are still investing even in human, even in, in equipment uh, mm. or equipment uh, to that effect. So I, 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 I won't come here and say that we have everything and the police are well equipped and so on. We are still building that. And based on the current situation in South Africa, where we have witnessed the, the high rise of public protest, and by the way, we're talking about these things, and police come at the tail end of everything else, because issues are dealt with from the beginning by different people and handled in a particular manner, and police has to come because mm -hmm. it is their duty to enforce the law. Well, Minister, you're not just dealing with crime, uh, you know, outside of the police service. You're also dealing with crime within the police service. The, the police union's Oscar Skomere has expressed dismay with the process of dealing with officers who have criminal records. Uh, an audit revealing that nearly 1,500 officers have criminal convictions dating back to 1978. The union says uh, the fitness boards that you're setting up are a mere sham aimed at firing members. Can you tell us how many police officers have actually been disciplined for killing protesters? Well, uh, I don't have uh, that uh, statistics here with me. Well, but all, 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 all I'm saying to you is that there's never been a situation where members of SAPS have done things wrong, not only from the point of view of public protest, but generally that uh, internal process kicks in whilst the criminal process also kicks in at the same time uh, through IPID. That has always been the situation, and it will, it will continue to be like that. Lawyers representing mine workers at the Marikana Commission of Inquiry, Dali Mpofu, is saying that the striking mine workers, that those victims who, who still survived that tragic day in August uh, of 2012, are living in fear because those police officers who shot at them who Dalian Pofu refers to as as, uh, as murder accused, those police officers are still running free. Those police officers are still doing their jobs. In the case of Brigadier Adrian Khalitz, who led the, uh, the, 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 the police uh, on the day, he's still performing his duties. I, I, I'm not sure whether I want to venture into that and, and, and the proceedings uh, at that level, uh, Dashin. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure whether I would want to do particularly that because there are a number of things which are happening there. When I start talking, I'll be testifying in Falam Commission uh, by default. I'm not, I, I, I don't think I, I would be comfortable with that. Well, could you speak more generally on those individuals within the police service who are found to have acted wrongly, how quickly are they dismissed from the police service? What actions are taken against them? Well, uh, when you say dismissed, um, I don't think that uh, you'll be observing, uh, you know, natural justice uh, to its latter, uh, because 
if there is an allegation against you, you have to be put through test. Uh, and how long that takes, it depends, because people have representatives. And, and, and anybody who has representative would try by all means to delay things. But I can tell you that from the internal process uh, in, the, in the recent past, we've concentrated in ensuring that indeed people are not uh, uh, getting away with murder, uh, so to speak, because what has happened in the past, uh, we have had people uh, who would not even face disciplinary process for whatever reason. But that is not the case now. And that, uh, coupled with the strengthening of the oversight body, like IPID, uh, has made uh, some of the things and some of the headlines people have been referring to. Let's go back to the lines on 0891-104-208. Anna Moyo is called in. Ms. Moyo is the advocacy officer for the Center of the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Ms. Moyo, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Thank you. Now, I said, I, I referred to the CSVR earlier on saying that uh, you had actually released a report sometime last year saying senior leadership of the police are not fully committed to this idea of minimum force. Uh, do, do you feel that's still the case? I think there are a lot of uh, complex issues that need to be addressed, especially to deal with police brutality that we have been experiencing in the country. There is definitely an increase, and I think the problems need to be uh, resolved uh, as soon as possible. I mean, one of the issues, like you have mentioned, is the issue that there seems to be a lack of commitment from the police leadership to actually uh, deal, especially with those uh, police officers who seem to be on the wrong, who, 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 who have committed police misconduct through police brutality, through torture, and even killing of protesters and other uh, members of, of the community. So there seems to be some impunity that goes with police misconduct, especially when the very same police officers who would have committed the crime, uh, I mean, it would have been publicized through the media that indeed a crime was committed, but they continue serving in the force, it looks like nothing would have happened to them. Or in some cases, from our research, what then happens is that they are slept with um, a sentence of one to two years, which is suspended for four years, provided they do not commit the same crime within those four years. Or sometimes a fine, which is just uh, a measly amount compared to the to, to the severity of the crime that has been committed. Mm. Uh, I mean, we're asking the question today, are police provoked by protesters? And, and if they are provoked then by protesters, do you think it's because those protesters want the police actually to shoot at them or because they lack, of an, an, uh, they lack an understanding of how the police respond to protesters? This is a complex issue. I mean, in most cases, when we see protesters taking to the streets, it's usually in a situation whereby they would have tried more peaceful means of uh, meeting with their local leaders to ensure that there is service delivery, especially of, so of, of, the, of the socio-economic rights as they are enshrined in the Constitution. When the leadership is not willing to meet with the people or when there is nothing that seems to be forthcoming from the leadership to address those problems, uh, tensions tend to, to be so high, frustrations also tend to be so high amongst community members, and there is a lot of anger as well. So when the police do come in to control the crowd uh, in those communities, the police will be representatives of the very same government that is not willing to address the needs of the people in the communities. So that anger then becomes directed to the police officers as an extension of the 
government that is not responsive to the needs and grievances of people. Anna Moyo, thanks for joining us from the uh, Centre for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Just the last five minutes or so with the Minister on the line now. Uh, Minister joining us uh, there from our Hatfield Studios in Pretoria. Minister, you heard what Ms. Moyo had to say about the question of accountability, about holding police officers to account for their actions. Uh, she's really painting a picture of this not being an isolated situation. It's not, not just one or two officers. There's really quite a number of officers who we would have to look at here. There, there were reports from IPED that around 245 people that were held in police custody, they're investigating cases of murder by police officers against them. These are not isolated incidents. You'd like us to believe that there's no culture of impunity within the police force, but we know under General Becky Kleder, he talked about the shoot-to-kill statements, the police service getting the impression that you shoot to kill and simply worry later. In the Western Cape, you're dealing with a commission of inquiry around police inefficiency, uh, which you tried to stop all the way up until the Constitutional Court. It failed. Premier Helen's Zilla is going ahead with it. What would be the problem in just admitting that there's some problems within the police service and it needs to change? Dashin, there's nothing new which the lady has said which I've not said. When it comes to issue of discipline in the police, we have raised that uh, in the past and we have said that we, we needed to, to concentrate on this particular issue. When it came to the issue of dealing with police officers who are not uh, respecting what they are supposed to do, we have concentrated in ensuring that we strengthen the arm of the oversight board, which is the IPIT, the kind of uh, cases we are, we, are, we are referring to, which has, gone, which has arisen as a result of this strengthening, is somewhat uh, being attributed to the fact that whereas in the past you had ICD and people at some, in some instances that lost hope of mm-hmm. even reporting to the ICD, now that they see that the IPID is trying its best to deal with the issue of police officers who commit uh, uh, crimes in some instances, people are coming to the fore. Now, I, I, I don't think that uh, the issue, uh, the issues which, which, which have been raised now uh, are issues which are, are revealed here for the first time. We have said that for us to correct what is happening in the police, I initiated the process of auditing the entire police service. Uh, the, the very fact you are referring to of having identified people within the service who have records and some of the people who want to defend that process uh, or against us, we are resolved to ensure that we are going to steer this ship and clean it and have people who are supposed to be serving the public. And all those acts are not, or actions, are not embarked upon uh, because we are ignorant uh, of what is happening uh, or we don't know what uh, the problems, the magnitude of the problems and, 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 and their nature in the, in the police. We are dealing with that precisely because we have understood exactly what the challenges are within the South African Police Service and will continue to, to deal with that. Just last week, um, we were in uh, three provinces, Bumalanga, Northern Cape, uh, Western Cape precisely to ensure that that which we said must happen, happen. That the people we recruit would no longer be people who enlist to be members uh, through the adverts and so on, 
but you are going to subject them vigorously to scrutiny of the public, of members of the community where they come from, uh, to ensure that uh, indeed at the end of the day we don't end up with people who are not supposed to be in mm. the South African police service. And people who present fraudulent certificates in order to hold those senior positions within the police force. Uh, your former heads, uh, Jackie Selebi, Beck and have tried by most accounts and failed to produce the desired results by society. Do you think the current head, General Ria Piaghe, is up to the task? Well, it would be... Um, I don't think it would be fair uh, to the former national commissioners. Uh, I don't think you are actually assessing them correctly. There are a number of things which happen uh, under their management, uh, positive things. You would have your negative things and so on. But all what I'm saying to you is that if today or last year I, the, the audit I had commissioned came to a conclusion that from 1978, there are police officers who are not supposed to be in the force. Mm. You would understand the magnitude of the problem and the depth of what we are dealing with. It's not just something which would be done away with within two years of office of person having been at the helm of the police. Minister Natim Tetford, it was a great pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Minister Natim Tetford joining us from our Hatfield studios this morning. Uh, just a couple of SMSs to leave you with. Cape Tony in Cape Town, our children join SAPS as a career but end up as criminals due to poor command and control. And Keith in Pretoria says, if the demonstration is peaceful, why do people carry knob carries and spears? Thanks for your time today. We'll chat to you again tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. Stay tuned for Morning Talk coming up with Rowena Bird. Up next, your 9 o'clock news with Fabakshni Chetty.